0: You know, in this industry, more often than not, you don't really feel like that fulfillment of like, you're a competitor, you want to win, you want to do things. Um, it's not really like that. But in this instance, it was. And I just yeah. like, I was so happy for them. Welcome to the next episode of Pankom Podcast. What else you got? Brought to you by Monopolio. That's right. Thanks,
1: Monopolio, for supplying some beer to us.
0: Look at that. We got to cheers, no? Oh, we got to do yeah, the thing? we'll, we'll yeah. clink cans and then drink our uh, stuff. Matt's <laughs> saying I don't like Monopolio, but I think it's more of a liquor day. It, it is
1: a liquor day. Every day is For me, every day is primarily a liquor day, and then we'll see how the night goes.
0: You know, I'm a big Monopolio fan during the day when it's hot.
1: That is a good point. If yeah. we were outside right now, I'd be all over the Monopoly. And this is shockingly not an ad. It is not. Sorry, I, I'm trying to pull up the questions that wow. our that our listeners this wanted is to ask you. already a disaster. But I'm getting Michael the JoJo's tea music. Yeah,
0: moment of silence. <laughs> moment of silence by Michael the JoJo.
1: A little moment of Zen. Um, so let's start. I'm gonna. I'll, I will be looking for the questions. Wow. While you answer, you you sort of say things in our first segment. This is the first recording that we've done wow. since Ariette won its Michelin star and Chugs won its Bib Gourmand, which, fun trivia for people listening, I only learned after the fact. Do you know why it's called the Bib? No. See this? Everybody's learning things today. I, I love it. It is called the Bib not because of the bib you would wear if you're a sloppy eater but bib is short for bibendum which is the name of the Michelin man
0: it is the name of the Michelin man and actually nave was uh Michelin recommended so there you go as a company we did a sweep
1: clean sweep
0: clean sweep watch that is out correct. watch I, out ladies and gentlemen it was a
1: momentous day so congratulations Thank on you. all of that that is all big big stuff
0: yeah it's pretty massive stuff
1: so um
0: you wouldn't really know it because no one's written anything about it in the whole city. But, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean no one's written anything about it? There's been some, like, whatever. I won't get into it. But yeah. it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> uh
1: So we've talked enough about, like, what it would mean. I- I'll-, I'll maybe drop links to the conversation with Nidal from way back where oh, yeah. I think that was, like, some good context. So I- I'd just say, like... Just talk about what the week has been like. We don't have to bother getting into the business implications sure. and all that. Or maybe there's new stuff to say, but yeah. just talk about like, what kind of a week have you had? Well, um, the,
0: there he is. Clap it up for the man oh, himself. Oh, baby. Michelin starred executive chef. Dad. That's what we lovingly call him here is dad, chef Manuel. The manny, the myth, the legend. <coughs> um, You know, I would say the moment was quite surreal. Um, I was like really high anxiety. I was absolutely torn to pieces from the second I woke up. I woke up at 7. I went to sleep at 3. I woke up at 7. I worked out in my hotel room. Uh, I, you know, and then I found myself down to the pool at 10, which I was not going to enter the pool. Um, but then I found the closest bar and I had them open early for me because I needed a cocktail to break my anxiety. What time was this? How early? 11 a.m.
1: 11 a.m. cocktails. 11 a.m. Cocktail. Yeah. Not even an 11 a.m. Like light light beer.
0: No, I mean, it was a Garibaldi. That's pretty light. Sure. You know, that's fair. Yeah. it's a day drink. But I had four before noon. Great. Yeah. It was, you know, I, uh, I, I try not to drink that heavy, but you know, that day stress was super high. So. Background story why stress is super high You know the guide sends you questionnaires And information and they sent us Questionnaire for both um, Chug there he is again everyone <laughs> Chef Manny Gosh Yeah oh, man. we did So They sent us questionnaires They sent us a questionnaire for Ariette And then a month later they sent us a questionnaire For Chugs Which I was like This is super weird uh, but you know, cause Chugs was never built or had any aspirations to be Michelin anything. I mean, it was a diner. It was supposed to be everyday dining and, um, I mean, it is everyday dining. So, you know, I was, and they also sent us a questionnaire about Nave and I was like, I don't know, I'm so confused. Right. And then they sent out invites and they sent out two invites to me, one of which went to, um, uh, chugs and then the other one went to my personal one and i didn't know if Ariot was even invited
1: thanks to our sponsor agonorsa leaf cigars
0: agonorsa leaf is renowned throughout the world for its signature flavor that possesses all the great attributes of nicaraguan terroir along with classic Cuban aroma and flavor. Aganorsa
1: Leaf is pleased to announce a brand new edition of Guardian of the Farm, Cerberus, named after the mythical three-headed hound that stood watch at the gates of Hades. This exciting new Nicaraguan puro uses 100% Aganorsa Leaf tobacco and is wrapped in Aganorsa's new Corojo 2012 cover leaf, which adds a level of complexity to the blend, adding light spice and a rich, smooth body to the blend.
0: When you smoke one of our world-class blends, you will experience the difference between Ordinary Tobacco and Aganorsa Leaf. That's why we say our leaf is our strength. Learn more about Agonorsa Leaf and use their store locator and find a cigar shop near you that carries their products at www.aganorsaleaf.com.
1: The two of us smoke Aganorsa Leaf cigars often. We also offer them to a lot of our guests, like, for example, Dave Arvello, who every time I post a picture of a, a Cerberus, mentions to me in my DMs or in a text how cool the band is, which it actually is a pretty slick-looking band. Um, but also, I just want to note, little personal anecdote here so it's not all totally straight-up red. I can say that uh, Michael Beltran will absolutely not only vouch for the quality of Aganorsa cigars, yeah. but you met a
0: uh, Miami legend and handed him an Aganorsa cigar. I did meet uh, uh, a Miami legend. I was smoking nearby Alonzo morning and we had a conversation about cigars and he handed me one of his and I went inside. I bought this exact same cigar and I handed Alonzo morning this Aganorso cigar and I said, try this. Thank me later. I mean, if that's not an endorsement, I don't know what is.
1: com. Thanks to our sponsor, The Barrel. This is a barrel style cooker you've heard a good amount about on uh, the podcast. I was able to use it a ton in my yard and loved it. It is a unique design, a conversation piece, and most importantly, at least to me, an easy-to-use cooker with loads of capacity for ribs, chicharron, chicken, cheese, fish, burgers, and that is just a list of the stuff that I was cooking all at once in a cooker not much wider than I am, although I'm pretty wide these days. Mike, not long ago, we took some time during a podcast to cook with the barrel in the garden behind Ariat, so tell listeners about uh, all of that while
0: I roll some footage of the cook for the video people. Very intrigued by the design and how like the actual chicken was going to come out. I would have loved to actually cook more than one thing in there, but the chicken came out delicious. It was very quick too. And we only didn't cook more because it was just the two of us at that point. Right, so. just the... T- Anyways, I think about it too, like the home cook that's going to cook this and maybe they have four people at a table, maybe they have six. Like you could cook a good amount of things because we also cooked some veg on there on the top grill and then we cooked the chicken underneath it. You know, the vegetables were delicious and they cooked... Incredibly fast, uh, and the chicken itself was delicious. We used a whole green circle bird, um, truss tied and just hung that thing, and it was really, really good times.
1: Get all of the information that you need, and of course, buy your own barrel at barrelthebbq.com. Barrelthebbq.com and use promo code that's PANCON10 for $100 off.
0: $100. Of your order when you buy the barrel. $100. $100. You know, I saw a barrel. The kids, at, the kids call it a, a C-note. I <laughs> I saw the barrel at a place the other day. Oh, yeah. That's right. You sent me a picture. Yeah. And I was telling everyone around it that was looking at it. I said, don't buy it here. Don't buy, don't it, or buy it online. Don't be a dummy. And hit Pan con 10, and you're going to save yourself 100 bucks. They said, what? I said, yeah. Do don't, it. And they were don't like. Don't be a sucker. And then the kid just run, ran out. Oh, man. He just ran straight out of the store. Peeled and, out in his car. Yeah. Straight to, you know uh yeah. Yeah. He was on it. Barrelthebbq.com promo code pancon
1: 10 for $100 off. See note.
0: <laughs> Introducing the newest line from State Cigars. 20 Acre Farm is a complex, refined and medium body cigar with a super oaky and cedary notes accompanied by a whisper of white pepper and a bright hint of citrus. Built at La Gran Fábrica. Drew Estate in Nicaragua using a velvety, and I mean velvety, Ecuadorian Connecticut shade grown wrapper.
1: Under that wrapper is a sun-grown avano binder and a filler blend of Nicaraguan tobaccos from Esteli and Jalapa in perfect balance with the opulent and majestic Florida sun-grown leaf. Florida sun-grown is also the name of the farm where that tobacco is lovingly grown and harvested by Jeff Borshowitz, who's the guy you see in this video playing behind us. Uh, on his pristine 20-acre plot of land near the central Florida town of Claremont. I have actually been to that farm along with plenty of other cigar tobacco farms in Mexico, Central America, and the Dominican Republic. And what Jeff, who, by the way, is a very nice guy, there's actually a cigar box signed by Jeff hanging on my wall. Uh, What Jeff is doing there is super legit. Uh, So it's always cool to see products like his, which is the only premium cigar tobacco grown in Florida um,
0: in products from a company like Drew Estate. Plus, 20 Acre Farm being a Drew Estate product means it's the creation of Master Blender and Pancom podcast guest, Willie Herrera. Support our guests and sponsors. Get it online. Ask your local cigar shop about 20 Acre Farm by Drew Estate. Learn more about Drew Estate and use their store locator to find a cigar shop near you that carries their products at drewestate.com. That's right. I'm probably going to smoke one of those right now. I. What are we waiting for? And so my anxiety was super high and stress was super high. So, you know, when everything was happening, I'm very, very fortunate that I have like very good friends that uh, tried to coach me off a ledge. Which was nice Yeah But you know It was funny Is that they had set up This like sitting area In the front For I guess The people that were invited And I guess they said it Over the loudspeaker Whoever was invited To sit in the front And I didn't hear that I also wasn't gonna sit Anywhere Right I, I was sitting I was standing By the back bar Slamming a gin and tonic To the face Watching the screen In the back As they were going Through all the like Pleasantries And then like The beverage awards Were awarded Which was great Congratulations to To them Uh uh coat one and uh the beverage gentleman from le jardin yep one uh so that was great congratulations to them and then and was got,
1: was this the the was that like a new cat those were new categories no no,
0: no i mean I, I know that when i was in dc um will uh from bresco won that so that was cool okay yeah um so then they get into the bibs, and then I'm a little more anxious. And then they call Chugs, and they call a bunch of people that I love, like, during the bibs, right? Like, you know, they call Tinta y Cafe, which I thought was, like, incredible, yeah, you know? very cool. Um, And, you know, they call Fukia, which is uh, some other friends of the show. They called Itame, which I thought... I thought Itame was more of a star than it was a bib, but yeah. I'm not here to really talk about whatever. I'm not mm-hmm. an inspector. I don't know what thought process went behind that. Um And then I asked my business partner to go upstairs and accept the bid because uh, to go on stage and accept the bid because I was just so like anxious. Right. I was at this point. I still don't even know if Ariad supposed to be here, you know, and then um I'm with Ryan. Ryan is like probably like five feet from me. And then uh, Philip Franklin Lee Which has turned into a very fast friend Which we'll get into after Why we became friends um, Was to my left or right behind me And then they started announcing the awards And uh, it's alphabetical And we were announced first And I didn't really I didn't see or hear anything But all I know is that Val Chang is like Hugging me, congratulating me Andrew, my business partner, is like going nuts Philip and Ryan are also going nuts And I'm like I guess we won. And it was like a, if nothing else, it was like a moment of a lot of like relief, you know? Because yeah. like we had got, we had just gone through so much like, so much work. The team had worked so hard that I think everyone involved had really put blood, sweat, and tears into the whole thing. Everyone, every single person that works in this building. You know, and I think for me, I like, I owed it to them. You know, I wanted us to win this for like, Team, you know, yeah, um, and we won, and it was like uh, I haven't I haven't quite won. I've won I think two awards since eighth grade, okay, right? Which was the basketball MVP, right? We talk about all the time, yeah, yeah. Uh, I won a championship in college, okay, a conference championship, and then I was the rising star for Starships, okay. None of those things are quite so like. You're waiting for your name to be called.
1: Just in terms of how it's announced and all that.
0: Right. You know, it just kind of like... Um, star chefs, they, they call you, they tell you, you know... Right. Um, you know, obviously, football, you play, you win. I just... It was like a... I've never been quite part of that. Waiting for your yeah. name to be called. And the moment was surreal. And then also...
1: And you were, you were the first name called yeah. for the stars. Yeah. So that also has to have been like, cause you maybe were preparing yourself to like watch a few names and let it build, but I don't know if you think that's like, what, what did it feel like more of a shock or less of a shock? Um, I guess you don't know what it would be like. I knew like that to they were the going to be alphabetical. So I knew. Oh, if, you did. Okay. If, I didn't know that.
0: If, uh, if we did win, it would be first or bust. Mm there's... I, would, I don't think there was any other A's that were in the category. Yeah, 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 So...
1: Okay, I didn't know it was alphabetical. That makes sense.
0: So then, you know, go up on stage. I haven't worn a chef's jacket in seven years. Give you the chef's jacket. You go up on stage. I shake the president of Michelin's hand. Then you look back out on stage or, like, from the stage, and it's just it's like, fuck, I'm really here. Yeah. Like that there's like lights and then you see all the Michelin stars hanging and you're in this tent and there's people all dressed very posh and I'm just wearing a t-shirt very. Oh, but now you got a jacket. jacket. So right. Very on brand. Yeah. And, um, man, it was just like, it's hard to put into words what that felt like. Yeah. The one thing I did feel very much was I missed my team very much at that moment. I like, I had plenty of videos sent to me from the restaurant and uh, what I heard happened here was they were all so anyone who dined that night I'm sorry but they were all in the back watching the live feeds that were very choppy yeah. some were choppy some were not choppy were these uh,
1: geos feed and yeah, maybe some, also Brenda I think had yeah, a thing going uh, a
0: couple like that and um, then all of a sudden the restaurant just like kind of like erupted and we actually kept our books pretty tight win or lose we knew that it was either going to be great or everyone would be very sad. Yeah. Um, so we kept the books pretty tight on purpose. And there was a couple people that knew what was going on and people that came to celebrate with us. Like the bar was full yeah. of friends and family. And some guests that were just kind of like, what the fuck is happening here? You know?
1: They must have caught on eventually.
0: They did catch yeah. on eventually. And then the restaurant was just like it erupted. And there's some really like beautiful photos Um, There's some really Beautiful moments of like Champagne showers Mm -hmm. Um, And You know It was It was crazy And then you know Like after the whole thing happened Obviously I was first So then like By the time we got to S I was like exhausted I was like I was already Like the one thing that was for sure Is I was emotionally drained From the whole thing Like Mm -hmm. very much emotionally Just like So much leading to here like a month of waiting uh, four months after the initial email and then a month of waiting and then a month of talking to my friends of like, you know, I do think that we, we worked very hard and I think that we're in that caliber and I think it proves it now. Right. You know um, but man to like be there and then to see the team feel fulfilled, you know, in this industry more often than not, you don't really feel like that fulfillment of, like, you're a competitor. You want to win. You want to do things. Um It's not really like that. But in this instance, it was. And I just, yeah. like, I was so happy for them. My business partners, I don't know if I've ever seen them cry so much, you know. Because um, those guys, they really, they fought with us, you know. Like, they fought mm-hmm. in different capacities, but they they fought with Yeah, me. it's a part of it. You know they—they were—I don't like Andrew Falsetto, which is my one of my partners was with me, and at like nine thirty, he was like, "I'm I'm done for the night. I'm just going, just going to my hotel room. I'm just like I'm tapped the fuck out." And I was like, "I get it. I understand." Yeah, you know, um, and just to see like, cause the one thing I keep telling people when they congratulate me is all I can say is we did it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Nothing else. I can't really, I, you know, like I'm terrible at compliments. Yeah. You know, and like people just, Oh, you know, you guys are so great. All I can say is we did it. You know, like we did it. We did it. That's the only thing I keep telling myself. And I like pinch myself every day is like, we actually did it. You know, so many people said Michelin wouldn't come. Mm -hmm. So many people said that there was no stars here. So many people just fought me tooth and nail like Miami's not deserving. And I hope all those people can fucking eat shit right now. 150 <laughs> fucking percent. And you know who exactly every single fucking person you are because you doubted us from top to bottom. And we did it. And not just me. There's 11 stars right. in South Florida, 15 in the state. And, you know, I think it shows a lot about like the Orlando food scene. A lot of people doubted, like, what they could do. They got four stars. Some people I know that I've – like, I don't know them super well personally. But, like, they've dined here. We've communicated a lot. People that work hard. People that, like, really want to be good and great. And they won stars, you know. And I think it just shows, like – I think the most interesting thing is, like, the day after. Everything just seemed a little tighter. Everywhere. Like, all over the city. Just, like, a little – Just like a little, there was a little burn. And that's good. Competition is great. Right, right. Competition is important. Yeah. Because if you're not fighting to be the best, I don't know. Like, you know, for for me, I think we're always trying to be better than we were the following, like the previous day. Right. To me, that's how I think. And I want to be the best restaurant in the city. And right now we're not. And we're going to be the best. We're going to be the best, at least in the star category. We are. Yeah. And you know, like it's just—I don't know—I I feel like it's so good for us as a community in a lot of ways because it gives somebody, it gives people something to fight for.
1: And not only that, but I think there's also an element of like um, there's a competitiveness in that, like maybe like a comparison sort of sense in that sense, right? But mm-hmm. but it's also not a limited number of spots, right? So it, it, I think it makes it sort of healthy, and it doesn't have to disrupt the sort of like community aspect of it.
0: Absolutely not. Um, you know, and, and from the community side, that picture that Michelin took of me, which is probably one of the better pictures ever taken of me, I was like, man, I look pretty good right there. That I don't is, know if I know what picture I was, was like, like, I was wearing a coat. I was like, you know, lighting was right. Te la pinta. Yeah, it was all of that. And but, uh, uh,
1: The Michelin coat is the ultimate toquecito.
0: It is the ultimate That was when they called (laughs) And it's just like My hands up And I have the star in my hand And that's when they called Boil Day up on stage Because I was so happy for them Oh yeah yeah You know like Because it's another Miami I think staple at this point Yeah Two people that work very hard That believe in the food That they're doing And I think they do it very well And I was just like I was elated I was full with joy For them And it just shows like You know Just rewinding back to like Before The ceremony my friend, Philip, Philip Franklin Lee, um, is not from here, and he's going to come here now and open a place. And he just kept telling me, he's like, man, the community that you guys have is so tight. Because legitimately, like, we're all waiting in the lobby. we were all drinking too much. And we all were just, like, very supportive of each other. And we all care about each other a lot. And yeah. I, sh- I think it shows a lot of the strength of the community and how much people, like, you know, like, we want everyone. I want everyone to win, you know? And,
1: um. It's also a very Miami way to be, too, I think. You think so? I think so. Yeah. I think that there's something about. I think it's just that, you know, I think Miami sort of breeds a, a much more familiar kind of relationship. Sure. You know? Like, I, and I saw a lot of that kind of thing from the cigar industry. Like, people who were, like, new to the cigar industry would come into it. I think that the cigar industry is that way so much because it's so heavily Latin. Oh yeah, right. And and it's funny because like he his his places in Austin or one of them is in Austin. Mm-hmm. I don't know where else he has places. Montecito,
0: yeah, Montecito, which, which is
1: like not necessarily a more it's, it's not a bigger market. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not like as a sprawled out market. So I think a lot of people might like know a little bit about Miami and not imagine that because they think like these people are so far away from each other. Like how could they possibly have that kind of relationship with one right, another? But, but I think it's just kind of like something about the culture
0: here. And something else I'll note from that day because obviously like several people have asked me about it. Like Jeremy Ford and myself have never been Friends, We've had beef now for five years.
1: I saw a little bit. Of, I, I don't know anything about that, which was right, I was, was surprised by. It. Like, we've never spoken about that, so I don't know. Well, because we'll I'm that.
0: not going to air my dirty laundry.
1: No, like even that. you and I personally have never spoken about right. that. Right,
0: and it, it was, means. you know, and I guess when I look back on it, it was five years ago, and I felt like I had huge chips on my shoulder, and uh, I felt like I was definitely fighting against the world at that point. And I think since then, uh, like, the way I look at things have, has changed. Um But in reality, I knew that Jeremy was invited and he was there. And I know that Jeremy is a very good cook, you know. Uh, I think he puts out really solid food and I think he's good for the city. And I thought at this point, like, with everything I was going through at that moment, like all the feelings that I was feeling, I didn't... I really thought that my energy, putting it into that, like such an old beef needed to be squashed. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to him and I told him, I said, look, you know, all things aside, I wish you the best today. And I really hope that you win. And I hope that uh, you get everything that you want to get. And he was like, you know, I really, I really want us to squash our beef. I was like, consider it done, you know? And I think that uh, When you look at things perspectively and you think about like personal growth and stuff like that, that was a big growing moment for me personally because I was like, you know, I really do just want to see people win. Doesn't mean I'm not going to call people out on their bullshit. But I do think that um, the guy cooks his ass off and I think that it was deserved. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So this is Jeremy of stubborn seed.
0: Stubborn seed. We call it the stubborn semilla. Is that what we call? That's what we call it here in yeah. stubborns. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's what we call it here in yeah. Austin. <laughs>
1: um, so just to, just to round that out, that's, that's what things look like up until and during the ceremony. And then you mentioned missing your team. How about when you finally get back to everybody?
0: Well, there's more that happened. That oh, okay. Day. Oh. So, um, sounds heavy. No, but not like heavy. Just like it was, I felt like it was incredibly fast everything happened like really fast. Obviously like great things happen fast. Things that suck happen slow. Um, But it felt like very fast and then on stage and then off stage. And like, I'm very hard to keep in one place for too long of a time. And I'm just like finding a bar to take it, get a drink. So I could just kind of like calm myself. And it's like, you know, then I see Michael and then Michael hugs me and he congratulates me. And uh, this is Michael Schwartz. Schwartz. Yeah. Um, And, I go outside and I call my mom and you know like uh, I don't think she quite or a lot of people quite understand like the the gravity of something like that and what it means to a restaurant you know because yeah. my mom's not like a foodie um, but hearing her so proud and made me very happy and uh, and just like the just waterfall of phone calls and congratulations and uh i don't think i've actually quite answered all of them yet and it's just been so many random people <clears throat> after the fact that i have never met congratulating me saying that you know we love your restaurant we love what you guys do it just showed area really had an impact yeah and and i feel that so deep and and it just made me so happy um Because, man, the last, like, two and a half years, there hasn't been a lot of happy times. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of, like, well, this sucks, and we figure it out. Well, that sucks, and we figure it out. And then we figure it out again. Yeah, a lot of fires put up. Yeah, and then post the big fire, figuring out post fires and just kind of, like, figuring those things out. And then, fuck. And then even more so, like, Chug's winning a bib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that to me, was monumental. Chugs was never invented to be that. Chugs serves croquetas, pastelitos, and coffee. And a place that specializes in, like, kind of, like, simple Cuban food and other, and American food, too, won a bit. Yeah. And uh, as much as, like, Ariadne Star made me happy, like, that just filled me with so much, like, Man, we did something special there.
1: Yeah. And on top of that, that you didn't quite see it coming. Like until you saw, from what I understand, until you saw the emails come into Chug's emails, Mm -hmm. that was a, if somebody had asked you like, I don't know, four months ago, what do you think, you know, what are your hopes or what might you anticipate? I don't think that you would have set a bib for Chug's. Never. Yeah.
0: And it's not because I don't think it's great.
1: Yeah. Just not on your mind.
0: It just wasn't like part of the program. Right. And, Yeah, same thing with Tinta. Like Tinta was recognized, they do croquetas, pastelitos, and coffee too. And I love that. I fucking love that. Like for us for us as a city, for us as a culture, like fuck, man, that's amazing, you know? Um so it just I don't know. Uh it was that shit was fucking incredible, you know? Yeah. And then post all of it, uh just talking to people and and really getting like a vibe of after a while, I think when people's guards are down, they kind of let you know a little bit more about what they thought of what it is that we do. And people really enjoy what we do, and I think it just like, it just proves more, and we're going to drive even harder now. Yep, I think. Yeah. I know, actually.
1: So um, unless there's something else that you want to do with that, we can transition so into-,
0: into coming to see my team. Oh yes. Yeah. So I flew because my anxiety wouldn't let me drive. How'd you get up there? We flew. We flew, okay. Yeah, we flew and we came back, got back to Miami. I took a much needed forty five minute nap, and then I came back here straight into pre shift and you know, just like seeing everybody just like it was it was an like an essence of like we did it we're ready and we're going Mm -hmm. you know and just like hugging everyone and talking to everyone and what it really meant to everybody that all was like incredible we went through the weekend we had like an internal celebratory party at our newest location and that was quite the scene Uh, we're talking about at the mighty you were there.
1: I was there, and I sent you a picture of a couple of uh, friends who were there by sheer coincidence. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, that were part of the champagne shower.
1: They, I, they practically were the champagne I, They took the champagne I shower. I would
0: like to, t- I would like to say openly, I warned them. Did you really? I did. I was like, I don't think you guys should be sitting there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I got up and I said a speech that was much more fitting for like a football game than like a celebration. Yeah. But that's just part of who I am.
1: So. My, I, sent, I sent it to my uh, to our Salina, Kansas fan base, uh, mainly because so the 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 showeries were she was uh, her bridesmaid,
0: mm. uh,
1: and and my sister told me uh, so. I sent it to my sister, and she she sent back uh, a text along the lines of like, "LOL, I don't think I've ever heard anyone sound so angry about winning something." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I can't help the football player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's always
0: going to be there. But yeah, um, you know, like the that whole moment seeing my team just finally like take a moment to let it s- sink in. We uh, closed for the night here at Ariette and then, you know we all went over there, and it was just like, man. And there's got to be like three or four like Michelin star tattoos already in the company. Oh yeah, yeah, and it just. I don't, it just shows like people, they really wanted it.
1: It's a big fucking deal, though. Yeah. Like I mean, what I mean, I think every field probably every field that has some kind of like a, a you know recognition that's known globally like that, people are tattooing it. Olympians get Olympic logos tattooed on them, and you know restaurant people get Michelin stars.
0: I mean, I don't know. In in our field, I would say like. Since I was a young cook, things that seemed outside of the realm of possibility, one of which was doing a duck press. The other one is winning a Michelin star. Yeah. And when things became more real, you know, like two and a half years ago, I always said, like, they could never come, but these are our standards.
1: Right. In in other words, people will know this is a Michelin
0: caliber place, whether it has a star or not. Correct. And, man, I just it's hard for me to fathom like from those conversations that probably happened in this room to Thursday night. Yeah. Like that journey, which has been, it's been so fucking rough. And I had posted something. I was like, you know, I lost a lot to win one because man, like you, you lose friends, you lose relationships, you lose so much in that process. um, Because you're just trying to do, what's what you think is right overall and you grind yourself to a point that it's like i mean we were grinded sharp yeah yeah you know and we still are um and i think even more so today than we were last thursday Mm. because then it's post all of that happening it's like what's next for us you know like where do we take it from here so yeah Anything else you want as, to add? As permission?
1: Yeah, I mean, before we transition to Ask Mike Anything stuff.
0: Yeah. Job's not done. Sure. That's it.
1: So actually, that's that's a good transition because one of the... So before we recorded this, maybe like 24 hours ago, I posted on Instagram soliciting questions for an Ask Mike Anything session. Spicy. A little spicy. Spicy. One of them, uh, I said I wouldn't reveal... Who submitted the questions? Sure. I'll say it and bleep it out. Just...
0: Pew, no. pew, pew. Oh, sure.
1: His question was, so are you going for two? I assume he means Chili Cook-Off Championships. Right. Um, I think
0: I've, I've hung that one up.
1: So, I mean, I, I, I'll I amend the question because I think it's obvious enough you want to. hmm So, the two-part question would be, do you, do you see Arietta as the vehicle toward two? And if so, what does that mean? Like what, what adjustments? What are you adding? What are you doing? What are you tweaking? What
0: are you? I think last Wednesday we were a two star restaurant. Okay. And I think that we, we will continue to, to drive for that.
1: Why last Wednesday specifically?
0: Because we, I think over the last eight months, we have fine tuned ourselves to be as great as we possibly could be. Okay. And I think post winning a star um, I think all that really changes is like eyeballs on what you do mm-hmm. and it changes like how you can operate some and I think we will continue to drive in that direction and I think like what does that really mean I think all it really means and it's what we've said since Thursday is retain or gain Mhm. That's all that matters. Yeah,
1: and for clarity because actually I spoke with uh uh Carluba. Mm-hmm. about this and he wasn't aware. So I'm thinking maybe other people who are, you know, more casual observers were not aware uh of the fact that um that there is the possibility of any mm-hmm. restaurant gaining or losing stars. For sure. And you so the pressure's on. It's not like and nobody's done.
0: Yeah. I mean, in my mind um We're always like, we're never going to be in a place that we're like, okay, we're good. Right. It just, it's just not, that's not part of the area, like mantra. That's not who we are. That's not who I ever want to be. Yeah. Are we a little more like vindicated today than we were a week ago? Maybe. Um, But do we believe that the job is done? Absolutely not. Because we're always going to strive to be better.
1: So next question, and now we're, like, shifting gears pretty hard into the non-Michelin okay. uh, territory. Would you ever consider going on Beat Bobby Flay, and what would be your signature dish?
0: <laughs> so, shockingly, because I've actually been spending uh, more television time with my mom than I was previously, um I watched Beat Bobby Flay for the first time. Like four days ago. First time ever? Maybe two days ago. May- I don't even know.
1: First time ever though? First time ever. You hadn't seen the Guerras? No. Oh, you know they were on it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. But I just, I don't really watch food TV ever.
1: Okay. No, I just thought, you know, maybe if knowing people who were on there, you would want to go watch it. But-, but anyway, okay. So first time you ever see it.
0: So, interesting show. I actually like Bobby Flay. I think he's a uh, really nice guy. Seems relatable. He's Well, he's been here to area before. He's a very nice guy. Um, I would never do that kind of food television. It's just not part of who I am. Mm-hmm. What would be my signature dish? Yeah. Well, I don't think they allot you time to do that. But, I mean, Oxtail is probably my signature dish. Oh, no. I think
1: th- I think they do, though. I think that's... The whole... Oh, do they? Maybe I, 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 I didn't I, catch, well, catch that. because uh, he might have different shows. The one that I'm familiar with is one where it's like... He goes to you to try to beat you at your own thing. So he goes to the guerras and he does. A- no,
0: the one I watched was more like Kitchen Stadium.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. so he, yeah, cause he was also on Iron Chef America or whatever. Right, right. No, but this no, one no. was,
0: is, is built more. The one that I saw. Yeah. Maybe this is the 2022 version is maybe. more like, uh, a Kitchen Stadium. Like there's people in the stands and, um,
1: Okay, but let's suppose that it's where there is a like yeah Oxtail Oxtail. He's gonna come and beat you at your own game. He's gotta beat you at Oxtail.
0: I would crush him. But yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, I got I got it. We're good.
1: Cool. Next question. What's up with the gold tooth?
0: <laughs> I saw that. That's so good. You know what I ask people all the time when they ask me like dumb shit like that. Um, dumb shit. Because yeah, they ask me about my braids too, and. I like to be very open about the fact that I've been getting braids since I was like 16 years old. Right. Yeah. So for all, like a good majority of my football games, I would get braided up for in like almost all my football games in college. I would get braided up. It's just, you know, when you go into war, you, you got to be war ready. And that's how I've always felt about my braids. So the gold tooth was always, and I had a uh, gold caps. In college also, it was really just something we've talked about several times. It's just that little toquecito. Little toquecito. Right. And what I, and I also related to people all the time when they asked me about the gold tooth and i was like, well, what's up with those shoes? It's like, well, I like them. I was like, well, I like my gold tooth too. So why does it fucking matter to you if I have a gold cap or not?
1: Uh, I told people that they're, I'm going to bleep all of the identities out, but sure. just for your own enjoyment, uh, I think I know who this person is, but that was from... uh I think he pronounces...
0: Pew, pew, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. He
1: wants to know what's up with the gold tooth. Yeah, it's the guy from... Pew, pew, pew. Congrats
0: um, to him. He just had a baby, I think.
1: This is in Spanish. I'll translate for the people. Okay. ¿Qué es lo que van a abrir en Walk? Yo quiero sushi cubano, cojones. Which translates to, what are you opening in Cocoa, which is the shopping mall a few blocks away from here. Uh, Because you're opening something there, and this person also notes that they would like for it to be Cuban sushi.
0: Well, I'll never do sushi, Um, not because I don't uh, appreciate it and think it's very special, but it's just not in my realm of things that I know. The company itself, and this is not just a Mike Beltran project, this is a company project, is opening a uh, Greek Mediterranean restaurant attached with a small oyster and ceviche bar. So, uh next question.
1: I'm going to – I'll read the question, and then I'm going to assume that you'd rather not answer it in this way, and I will change the question.
0: Okay. Because
1: the question is, who got snubbed on the star? Sure. So, you could answer the question if you want to deal with it that way.
0: Well, but- I'll, I'll say this. I don't – I'm not an inspector, and I don't know what their guidelines are. Right. Right. Uh, i know what we did and i know all the measures we took to hopefully win that star which we won um and now the game completely changes to like how do we win two but do i think that there were people that i thought were one star worthy absolutely and and i i would i would think that You know, the only person that really comes to mind 100% is Itame, you know, and that's from a food stance. I think that their food is special, and I love it, and I think that Nando and Val are incredibly talented, and I I just, you know, I look at it that way. You know, why they didn't, I don't know. Uh, I I couldn't tell you uh, who got snubbed. Do I think that there was uh, some curveballs sure um but again it's not my place to say
1: yeah and and i'll throw in just from the standpoint of like you know at the other day we're talking about a thing that's for publishing purposes right and I, I think it's probably important to keep in mind number one that you don't know what happened right what they're specific criteria what experiences they had because sure. anybody anywhere including area, like anybody anywhere can yeah, have an off night for sure and you never know if that's when somebody showed up and maybe that's not what happened who the fuck knows but also just from the standpoint but yeah. just sure.
0: to quickly say like the stuff that they published and they talked about that Ariette was serving was so long ago
1: no and, and they do multiple dines,
0: right yeah. but the stuff that stood out to them that they talked about was so long ago before we even went super in depth I see. Okay. Before we even went super in depth of like, I always thought we were precise, but I wanted to be even more so. I thought that we were good, but I wanted it to be even better. Like, like how
1: long ago were we talking about time frame wise, give or take?
0: Eight months? Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. No,
1: eight months. Six, area eight months ago was not the same.
0: Six, seven, eight months ago. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, just thinking about it. You know, it's always based on dish, right? Like, you yeah. know, we have dishes that um uh, cycle in and out, cycle in and out. And, I mean, the dishes that they ate were.
1: No, if that's the case, I mean, I would agree with you 100%. If, 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 I'm not saying whether it's two star or not, but if they don't see you as two star, they, they would have to at least see you as closer to two star now.
0: Well, that's the other interesting thing too about stars. And I have this conversation with Ryan's often, which is like the one-star category, I think is one of the more special ones because you have so much, there's so much things that vary there. Sure. You have things that are pretty simple in nature and execution that they find to be one star. And then you have stuff that's closer to fine dining that's closer to two stars. And I think that that stuff is very interesting. You know, when I eat at Bresca, I've eaten there several times. Like I think Bresca is super close to a two-star restaurant. Yeah, you know, from everything—from execution to food to service—like,
1: which, for context, this is a uh, past guest, Ryan Rotino's restaurant, which is in Washington D.C. and has one star.
0: Right, and I thought, and the same thing with John. Like, John's got two stars, and man, that was one of the best meals I've ever had. Yeah, and when I think about it, I've eaten at several three stars, and I ate at John's, and I was like, man, John's is, yeah, I mean, it's definitely up there if not better than some three stars. Do yeah. I think that they're going to get their three stars? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it's just interesting, you know, how that works. And I couldn't tell you how it works. I just... I've eaten at a lot of one stars, and there's some one stars that I'm like, man, this could be a fucking two star. I've eaten that uh, other one stars, and I'm like, yeah, it's a one star. Yeah. You know, and so... I don't know. I'm not an inspector, so I couldn't fucking
1: tell Yeah. You. So, so let's, let me change the question a little bit and I'll give you kind of like a little example of where my head is. But the, the point I was going to make earlier was that at the end of the day, we're also talking about a, a publisher that's publishing a thing. I have not experienced doing that with restaurants, but I do have some experience. Like when at Cigar Snub, we were rating, um, you know, we were rating something like 50 to 60 cigars an issue, uh, And there are space and, you know, you're budgeting for a lot of things. You're budgeting money, you're budgeting space, you're budgeting all kinds of shit. So as an example, like you got one, this isn't, not all of this is perfectly analogous, but if you're going to have a page for cigars of the Churchill size, you if you're going to do a page, you got to have X number of cigars to fill the page. And it also means that if somebody comes out in the seventh spot, unless you've got enough cigars worth rating... To justify a whole other page That might mean that that cigar gets left out Of the issue Whatever it might be There's a million different ways that can go It's also money Like at some point The Michelin people have X amount of dollars To spend on these dines
0: Sure
1: So it's a million different factors So Which I only bring up So as to remove ourselves From the conversation of snubbing Because it may not have been a snub Right If somebody was left out So I will say given how things turned out and that there will be a guide next year who are some restaurants that for whatever reason it might be were not in the conversation that you think like you know if they expanded geographically if they were just spending more money on dines like it might be cool to see you know keep an eye out for this one or that one or that one that you know we should look out for next year rather than talking about who got snubbed this year
0: i mean i would just say that i think itame is a starred restaurant sure i think zid is on their way um
1: in other words rather than get into the mud of like who got snubbed i'll just say like you know what might be cool to keep an eye on for next year yeah i that mean, there will be another i guy.
0: definitely think that finca should be in the guide it should be a, a like a restaurant that's recommended by the guide because i think it extends how far out miami really does go yeah you know um you know i think places like lake i've never been there but i hear nothing but good things it's a very good place in an interesting location uh i do think that fiola also is a restaurant that could be michelin recommended mm-hmm. i i don't know if see like when it comes into the recommendation side and how it goes for like bibs and stuff i know that what people spend has something to do with it you know like it's supposed to be under a certain bracket of spend i don't know if that's like a thing yeah too so I don't know. Again, there's a lot of layers to it that I don't don't necessarily know, like, all the answers to it.
1: When does Mike sleep?
0: Well, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, usually, like, fall asleep around, like, 3, and then I I wake up at, like, 7.30. I sleep. All right. Yeah,
1: I mean, I sleep. It's not a lot of sleep to a lot of people, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, it's enough. It it gets the job done.
1: Gets it done. Yeah. Uh... (laughs) This is more of a me question, but uh, are sponsored ads going up in price?
0: I tried to make this happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when they're all sold, they'll go up in price. Yeah. Right I mean, now, the goal is to actually sell them. Our, so that
0: means uh, the the emails, ads, ads at
1: dademag.com. That's right. That's right. Ads at uh, How We already went through some of this, so we can be brief with this. But how does it feel to open that little red book and see two of your babies in there? Which I use dancing baby gifs for the poser, yeah. Uh, surreal. Surreal. Do you realize? This is the one that you told me was heavy. Yeah. Do you realize the scope and influence this podcast has done for Florida chefs?
0: Let me ask you, do you realize?
1: I don't think I realize.
0: I don't think I realize either. And I think that's a, it's an important question <laughs> because, uh, we often You and I both look at this like it's just usually uh, three people or just the two of us talking shit into microphones. And people do listen. And I think people um, have taken a lot away from this. And I think it's because of, one, this has been a very organic growth, right? Right. Uh, From everything like during COVID, getting real drunk in your backyard, talking about shitty rap or bad or good rap or whatever. Right, right, right. To... Um, I like that. That's the thing you remember. I oh, I remember that so well because we were <laughs> drinking Can you Venus, right? Can you Venus. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, and just to having very serious conversations like our last podcast, to having really great guests that are very raw, like mm-hmm. Danny Surfer, you know, and people like Ed Reed and Brett Romberg, and just like I don't know, I feel of all the things that I've done. You know and i feel reflective it's been a very reflective like week um i'm very proud of what what we've done here because you know the one thing that's for sure here she comes here she comes all right nicholas do you want another beverage no thank you though appreciate it thanks case you're so welcome i think of all the things that have happened like never once I don't know we're 105,000 episodes into this thing yeah roughly yeah uh it's never once been about money I mean obviously we would like to make money off of this thing uh but we've never kind of like wavered in the consistency of how we've done this and I think that's something that's at least stayed true for me for six years because I didn't pull a paycheck for a very long time in this building um And I don't know. I feel like this podcast is as special as a lot of things because we talk about a lot of shit that people don't want to talk about. We bring to light a lot of things that people don't want to bring to light. And I don't know about if I understand the influence that it, that it's had, right? But I I do appreciate what it's done for me, like vocally, like I'm, I'm comfortable vocalizing my thoughts um and I'm comfortable having other people vocalize theirs and right, right. and I think it's educated me a ton I think I've learned a ton about other people and other operations and really appreciated different things from like beer like falco like I don't mm-hmm. I don't know much about beer and it's just I don't know it's really it's been if nothing else has been very influential on me. Sure. For me. Yep.
1: Yeah. When you'll know exactly where this came from. When will Pig Ink Apparel drop the real men listen to Sade line?
0: Okay. All right, Dave. Uh, uh, give me a month, Dave. Yeah. Where does Bond, Dave? Well, give me a month.
1: Uh, does he like, he being you, does he like Nick Jimenez's coffee? I do. Oh, that is really first, just, ladies and gentlemen. I
0: know. I just need to, I, I like to fuck with Nick. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's just something I fuck with Nick about.
1: I will say, I've, you, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't, because the only coffee of mine that you've had is like Boutelo without sugar or so much as that. In it. Right.
0: And it's tough. It's not, you know, I don't it's really rough. blame you for that.
1: Yeah. I, th- I can't remember who you said. I'm sure, because we gave multiple answers. I'm sure you said Bourdain. But my point is we got this question the last time we did this ask Mike anything thing, like a year and a half ago. So we'll just revisit it. Maybe you have new answers. Dream
0: podcast guest. Yeah. I mean, it's still Bourdain. If
1: you had, uh, you know, another person, how about this dream podcast guest who you wouldn't have thought of a year and a half ago? Like maybe somebody you met or became aware of or somebody was doing new shit. Chadwick Bozeman. Chadwick Bozeman. Yeah. Yeah, so this is in the, in the not alive category,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. Chadwick Boseman. I, I feel like, the stories I've heard about like why he took roles, how he took roles, and then everything leading up to his death. Mm-hmm. Man, I I feel like that there's such a wealth of like purpose there. Yeah. that I would love to know more about. And I, uh, I mean, every time I've heard the guy. Speak and in interviews or whatever, he's like, I don't know. There's a lot there that I would love to learn more about, mm-hmm. you know, just me personally.
1: Yeah. Uh So back when we had Geo Fesser, the pastelito papillon, you guys talked about the concept of a Sade brunch. Right. Somebody wants to know, Sade brunch question mark, I am still waiting. The people want a Shade brunch when I'll is this happening happen. i'll make it happen it w- maybe this was you know destiny cuz now it'll be a michelin starred Sade brunch well that's why we and isn't that what that's she that's why that's
0: why we have uh, kept brunch we actually have uh, gotten rid of uh, the 19th of this month will be our last sunday night service interesting and we're going to keep brunch
1: next question how to balance life and work is the sacrifice worth the loss of relationship Wife, girlfriend, kid.
0: I mean, it's uh, it's definitely a very heavy question. Yep. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, I've lost a lot to win one, and I think because I've thought about that a lot, and uh, some of my older friends have tried to kind of like paint me into a corner to ask me the same question. Okay. Over the last seven days. And I don't I I don't have an honest like yes or no is there an honest answer to that I know for me certain things that I wanted to accomplish in life if I didn't get there I was going to feel not quite empty but I was going to feel like unfinished
1: yeah unfulfilled
0: right and I think a competitor like through and through so since a very young age of people telling me I I quite couldn't do it because it was always like uh, I had this conversation with Brittany Rothwell our COO a week ago maybe more like 10 days ago it's like I was always like the second one I was always like just not quite there I was always like and it felt like you're getting to like, you're really good at a lot of things, but you're not quite great. And that like consistent of just like as a competitor, consistent, consistent for, I mean, I've been competing for 20 years more. It wears you down and mentally it, it'll get to you. So you can't really do anything else well. So do I think that maybe I've achieved something to maybe I can open up another part of my life? Maybe. But I think it's too soon for me to like people to say that. How do you create balance, balance is created differently for everybody. Right. You know, so I think that's an unfair question and I can't answer that question for somebody else. I'm still trying to figure out that question for myself. Because mm-hmm. just equally, in those conversations with some of my older friends, everything that happened in that conversation, they were just like, well, you know, you just like go back to like talking about restaurants. And it's tough because it's like fight or flight you know in the last like two and a half years have been fight or flight like you're fighting to survive and that's all you know i i don't know if i've taken quite a moment to like just take a deep breath and like think about things that have happened or um achievements that we've won and i was having another conversation with larry carino just a couple days ago just like And he like bullet pointed, you know, a lot of the things that we've accomplished in the last two and a half years. And I didn't quite realize all that. And it's a lot, you know. And I think for me, it's always like drive to be better, drive to be better. But when are you just at your best? Right. It's different for everybody. I don't know if I've I've quite had that reflective moment that I know that enough. And I think that moment is different for everybody. Mm. You know, people find a lot of, Validation and fulfillment in like having a family and kids and so on and so forth. And maybe hopefully one day I find the same. But for me right now, I had a goal, which was to help put Miami on the map. Mm. To put my version of Cuban food and Cuban influence in food on the map. And we did that. Mm. I stood on that stage with that shirt that I've worn so many times when hopefully people would see it, and we did it I did it on purpose because we were on that stage, and that was a worldwide stage mm-hmm. you know so it's a multifaceted fight yep you know the personal fight is different, and I think everyone kind of like consumes that and lives that in a different way
1: next up, which Iron Chef, would you have challenged from the original Iron Chef America? Ready?
0: Oh. Yeah! I have to say, in all of my years of cooking, that is by far my favorite food television show. The original Iron Chef. Yeah. And I always... In my brain, it always goes back to, like, episode octopus. And, like, they're just grabbing a live octopus out of a tank. And they're throwing it in a boiling hot pot, pot of water. And the octopus, like, trying to get out. <laughs> it's like it's like a fucking disaster, you know? So, <laughs> I had to remind myself because it's been so long since I've watched the show. Uh, and I watched some of the intros. Yeah. Um I love the... Yeah. At the end. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> but my favorite is that the intro... When he's like, was talking about how he spelled, he spent all of his wealth building kitchen stadium and he's got this like little pastry and he's like, "Mm." it's like (laughs) so good, man. It's like, uh, so extra.
1: Wait, so what is it that you just said? What did you just scream?
0: It's like he says a la cuisine. A la cuisine. That's what it sounds like. I don't quite know,
1: but but we're going with that.
0: That's what I'm going with. That's what I've always said back when I was like a young cook and I was like the guy who would fuck around and just like, try to crush kitchens I would yell at shit all the time yeah all the time that's good at the beginning of service and like <sighs> it was such a I was such a disaster back in the day but um Hiroyuki Sakai which is Iron Chef French would be the gentleman that I would like to go against
1: Hiroyuki Sakai. What, what do what do you remember about Hiroyuki Sakai? He's
0: just the guy who specializes in French cuisine. Got it. Okay. And that's something I feel like I could vibe with. Yeah. We could, we could go head to head here. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go against the Italian guy. Sure. I'm not, you know, that guy. And he's like, he has the most spectacular mustache. So I that's really the guy who I would like to be.
1: Uh, in they, modern day. Okay. Modern sure. yeah. day
0: stuff, I would probably probably go against Morimoto.
1: Okay. Yeah. More Cause more you know, more. there was like
0: two different. Yeah. Yeah. Iron Chef, whatever's. Right. You
1: know? Are there other projects? Actually, oh, sorry. So, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No way. There's more. So like in year three of Ariette, food network had reached out about being on their new version of Iron Chef. Right. And I was like, man, I hate food TV, but I was like, I don't know, man, getting geo, like, on a, like kitchen stadium. And I was like, listen, if we do this, can we, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my plan was to dress up like UM in the eighties, right? So oh yeah, we all t- the fatigues, yeah. you know. And they're like, "Well, you can't do that." And I was like, "But I really want to do that." I think that's why they stopped talking to me. Got it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, I maybe. I was did it.
1: it was. But hold on, is the Iron Chef that you're talking about the original Iron Chef? Sh- like, is that Iron Chef America? What do you mean? The Iron Chef that you're talking wasn't Iron Chef like originally like not an American thing,
0: right? Yeah, Hiroyuki. Hiroyuki. Hiroyuki Yuki Sakai. This
1: was a Japanese show.
0: Yeah, but it was on Food Network.
1: Got it. Well, because the question was about the original Iron Chef America.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, Morimoto would be the only guy I'd want to go
1: against. Okay. Okay.
0: But uh, that's not the best Iron Chef, though. People need to broaden their shit. They yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the I mean, you show. know,
1: not everybody's as cultured as
0: you are. You know? I like there. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: are there other projects in the works?
0: Yeah, I mean. Uh I think anyone who's paid attention, we've taken over a location on twenty second Corway that used to be called the Mighty. It's gonna reopen as the Gibson. This is in Miami's Shenandoah. Yeah. Right. Uh Chris Hughesby, which is a dear friend and actually the second Poncom podcast guest or the right. first guest. Yeah, first guest. Second episode. Right. Ever. Uh which I think we'll probably have him back on the show soon. Yeah. Uh to talk about journey and whatnot. Um, is the chef there and we're going to reopen um, as the Gibson in mid July. Got it. Another project we've been working on for a long time is Brasserie Laurel, mm-hmm. uh, which is being built in downtown, which is next to El Vecino, mm-hmm. which is a cigar bar. Right. So French with a touch of Cuban brasserie with a cigar bar attached next door. Cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, what's the deal with, uh, with Scoop?
0: Scoop is kind of out of our hands right now because it's okay. really in the hands of the building owners. Got it. There's a lot of uh, stuff, stuff, and hurdles that they've they have to work through that has nothing to do with us. But it's something that uh, Scoop is in the forefront of my mind because um, Chef Devin's stuff, and by stuff I mean ice cream, is incredibly special. So. And not just that, like, you know, that part and then, like, the records part and the whole thing, I think it would, it's going to be super dope. So I'm hoping the building can work through all their issues and we can get this thing going. But we have – I mean, we've been ready to break ground for six months. And we can't.
1: Got it. Uh, man, I think – um been at it for just over an hour. I think we can – that's all the questions that we got. Wow. Those were all our hard-hitting – Wow curveball questions from this audience. So I don't know if there's anything else that you want to get into before we shut the shit off.
0: Uh, Not really at all. Um, It's been an interesting, I mean, not even a week. Tomorrow would be a week. Uh, I think the only thing I would like to talk about is a good friend and our next Punkum Podcast guest, Philip Franklin Lee, which has been a fast friend. We actually just met two weeks ago, and he's a very genuine and great guy, great chef, and um, we have made a deal that he's going to uh, take over our bed and breakfast to do a omakase pop-up there, and I actually had the opportunity to go to Austin and have the pop-up there um, and have dinner there, and it was great. Um, And uh, in very Philip Franklin Lee fashion, he released reservations, they were sold out in an hour so thanks in part to joe rogan To joe rogan yeah who is
1: now not only taking all our spotify money but taking the rest of our city's sushi reservations
0: apparently thanks joe rogan Uh, (laughs) you'll see us on spotify eventually (laughs) um but
1: that or like some c-level hulu subscription who knows Listen, I'm on Hulu. It's fine, okay? Um, <laughs> coming to you on Paramount Plus.
0: Yeah, hey, listen, I, li- I like Paramount Plus. Are you
1: on there for the Star Trek?
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> So's my mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would definitely, um, I would say if you can get a reservation at Sushi by Scratch Bar, I would say to do it. Um, very cool experience. Very cool guy. Uh, I'm excited to have him around. Property and the team and He's just been, like, a really great dude to get to know just very quickly. So Yeah. Um, it's cool.
1: Cool. With that, we'll do our closeout stuff.
0: Party recommendations? Do
1: you have party recommendations?
0: I do. I really am super enamored by the rapping chef.
1: Oh, you the did Instagram send me, you account, sent me those. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He is so good. <laughs> I, like... You know, and I, I I, send Gio his stuff, and Gio does this shit all the time by himself in the kitchen. And I find that... Oh,
1: like, like rapping while he cooks? For
0: the last 15 years, we've been fucking working together. Oh, He's this been is doing good. That. And man, it, it's just like, this guy's got like... 200,000 followers doing it. I'm like, Gio, you, you do it to nobody in the kitchen. You should do this all the time.
1: You know, I have like at least one extra microphone if you want to put it on the prep table.
0: Just all the time. Yeah. He's making mac and cheese croquetas. or oh, I'm sorry, yeah, pastelitos. Like, he's he just definitely sure. like, I mean, he's, I mean, we used to have uh, this as we were prepping back in the Normans days. We should, we, we, we would say that we would r- release the caffeine and chronic LP, which would be oh. Geo's. Uh, food rap album. Yeah. And man, I wish if I could go back. Caffeine and Chronic. Caffeine and Chronic. If I could go back in time and just record all of Geo's songs, cause there's gotta be at least 30 of them. Yeah. At, just from that time frame, who knows where he's at now. That we would, we would have a, a gold record or whatever the fuck.
1: Serious mixtape situation <laughs> happening. It would be incredible.
0: Man. Incredible. So, The rapping Chef, I don't know who you are, but man, you do great fucking work. Sicky Dicky is still killing it.
1: Sicky Dicky, yeah.
0: Absolutely crushing it. Uh, On television, on the tube, I haven't quite gotten to uh, watch um, the season six of Peaky Blinders, but I hear it's good and it's on Netflix now, which is good for me. Um, I did... Find myself in a situation that I had to watch the Jungle Cruise. And it was pretty bad, but entertaining.
1: This is The Rock? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And is it is it... Uh, who else is in it? Is there anybody else of note? It's not with uh, Kevin Hart.
0: No. He's not in it. No. Okay. Um, someone else, but I don't remember their name. Okay. Just right. The Rock, right? Like pretty was, much The Rock. Yeah. Um, I found myself in a situation Having to watch that movie And it was It was entertaining It was uh, It was good I guess Um, So I guess those are My parting recommendations
1: Okay What do you got? Um, That's a good question What have I seen? Mm. Mm.
0: When I was in Orlando Yep I trekked 30 minutes across town To go visit our friend Matt Hinckley Okay and eat some food and it was great
1: Matt Hinkley's what did you eat? this is at fancy yeah Hinkley's fancy 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 meats I had the
0: pastrami sandwich so I had the pastrami sandwich and then Matt made me like a large to go order and then as I'm leaving he says do you want a hoagie and I'm like dude I don't really eat much like it's okay he's like listen I'm gonna make you an emergency hoagie and I'm like, but I, I don't I don't think I need it. He goes, trust me, I think you're going to need it. So I said, all right. So he makes me this emergency hoagie and fuck, whatever. I put it in the little fridge that's in the hotel room, whatever. Um, everything happens. I come back to my hotel room at like 2.30 in the morning. Haven't eaten. Yeah. I literally have not eaten since I had this pastrami sandwich. And I'm very full of alcohol at that time. So the emergency hoagie was not only needed, but it was, like, necessary. It was just, like, it was a necessity of life. And fuck me, that thing was fucking delicious. Yeah. It was in-fucking-credible. I was just like, this is everything someone needs in life at this moment. And Matt Hinckley was, he is one of the wisest people I know, and he was absolutely correct.
1: Matt Hinckley. Um I'm gonna recommend. I think I I sent this to you in a in our ongoing WhatsApp thing. Um, it is. I had never heard of these people. Apparently, they're a thing because they get a lot of views on YouTube. But I think it's pronounced Polyphia or Polyphia. Huh? It's a band. Okay. And they do like uh, I guess what you might describe as like classical and jazz, blue guitar fusion stuff. But it's like this, like like really big, over the top sounds. It's like it sounds like if like if Mozart had tattoos and a bass guitar. I imagine like this is what it would be like. We could.
0: No, I'm just like I I look at Adrian because uh, Adrian. Yeah, Adrian is uh the, over there. Adrian pulling which stuff. is our uh, wine director for the company. Yeah. Um. Also had one of the most heartfelt Instagram posts of the last week, and also one of the greatest humans that I know but also was the gentleman who brought the three bombs to our party. Oh, on yes. Sunday and just soaked an entire room of people. So good. <laughs> that, was, that was that guy. Uh,
1: but, yeah, so I, I'd recommend specifically, I, it's P-O-L-Y-P-H-I-A, and the song or music video that I'm recommending is for something called Playing God. So it's a straight instrumental thing, and it's mainly guitar and drum. Uh, cool. I'll play it when when we're when I'm shut all this shit down. I'll play it. I think you'll be into it. Uh,
0: I fucking when I was in Austin. Yeah. I don't know if I talked about this. I went to a record store. Oh yeah. Okay. Did I talk about that or no? I don't think so. And um, I found the original pressed Aaron Neville LP of uh, "Tell It Like It Is," which is one of my favorite songs of all time. Okay. That fucking record is sublime yeah the whole thing just listen to it all the way through it's fucking incredible man and to hear it on wax was like
1: mm-hmm. uh shameless plugs
0: especially now that we got a new song we got a new song thanks didn't to, we got a new song thanks that to song noah. is incredible thanks to noah insert song here all the things i still gotta recommend all my shit i mean we've, been, we've done this 80 times already all the the things all the the things, Arietta and Nave, Skaper and the Taurus, Chugs and the Gibson, all the things. All the things. At this point, just all the things. Biggy the power. Roll. Mm-hmm. Scoops and the rail. Miami gets the world. All the things. All the things. Inserts all the. the
1: The Things. All the, the. the. All the things. All the
0: things.
1: <laughs> and finally, shameless plugs for uh, Dade and Pankong Podcast. Things. Ads at dademag.com. That's right. If you want to advertise, it's ads at dademag.com. Uh, find Pankong Podcast on all of the social media things at Pankong Podcast. Give us all your money at patreon.com slash mag D-A-D-E-M-A-G. Uh Subscribe on uh, on YouTube. It's uh YouTube.com/slash
0: Dade Mag. It's shocking how many people actually watch this.
1: Yeah, I think some people are just more YouTube people. Like I know, um like Devin didn't hear much of anything, and then once it was on YouTube, I'm pretty sure because she, she's like a YouTube person and like Devin watches Rattic? Yeah, she's a YouTuber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was like many, many episodes deep. Devin. With- you're a YouTuber? She's a YouTube person. I am
0: shocked.
1: I'm sure you're not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am shocked. Are you? I didn't think Devin would watch
1: our podcast. Oh, no, she, yeah, yeah, she watches the podcast. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. But she was never listening. She just cool. watches it now that you can watch all the things. <laughs> in between, <laughs> in between mukbang videos, in between mukbang binges, she's watching Pankong podcast.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. Um, big shout out to Devin Braddock because she is the corporate pastry chef of a company that swept.
1: Well, I actually, I I messaged her. There were a handful of people I messaged. You know, just because, like, I'm only restaurant adjacent, so there's not too many people that I have that much of a relationship with here.
0: I don't know. You went to the party, guy.
1: I mean, I feel like I should go to something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, okay. <laughs> um, but I told her, I, you know, she was one of the people who I told, like, you know, not that other people shouldn't also feel great about it, but she's, like, in a smaller... Group of people whose fingerprints are on both or all of those things in some capacity, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, so anyway, uh, that's all I got. That's all the things. And and I won't
0: lie, I actually went in, uh, I bought my team little vintage Michelin pins. Okay. So they could all wear. Nice. Pretty excited about that. Yeah. We also made, uh, michelin pig ink shirts
1: do they know this no adrian was just commenting to me while i was setting up that he was like man i really hope they make shirts
0: oh i'll show you after we're done here yeah they're pretty cool
1: one of those going one of those being distributed
0: oh i don't know i i like, may ju- i may just give them to staff i don't know no 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 i mean to. i just don't want to blow the surprise oh, yeah, right no one listens thank you for joining us here on pancom podcast in the Michelin starred edition of Pankong Podcast. And, uh, remember, give us all your money on Patreon. We don't have a lightning round. It's okay. Give us all your money. <laughs> it's okay. Anyways. <laughs>
1: Bye. <music>